0: guys I'm back again to the Game Week 3. I'm saying hello to you. Hi guys welcome to our APL Game Week 3 banter. Yeah I'm I'm sure you guys missed me but hey welcome back to the APO um so we're gonna be starting off with games that happen over uh, the EPL game week three, third week of the EPL season. Don't forget we are still we are still on the transfer seasons. We've been seeing a lot of ins and ins and outs, and um, well, a lot of that will be coming in uh, game week four at the end of the transfer window. So, but for now, let's go through the games for EPL game week three. Um, we start off with the game at Selhurst Park, uh, Crystal Palace taking on Everton. Um and I remind you Christy Palace in their last game they were they were imperious. They were, they were really fantastic and um, they're also taking on an Everton side that have been quite resurgent with the likes of Dominic Calvert Lewin and um, other great players in Flow. So um this game, Everton chomped up as usual, a 2-1 win, um goals from Dominic Calvert Lewin and Richardson from the penalty spot. uh Christy Palace pulled one back to Check Kyati in 26 minutes but then um my thoughts on the game were clear uh everton the better side uh they really deserve the win and it goes to show you the level of work that uh Stanselot is doing over here so it was really great to see them win again I'm really impressive with the way they have been playing so far this season and um okay looking at the fixtures uh, sorry, at the, the tactics here, uh, set himself up on the 4-4-2. I think this is a formation that would be likely be seen a lot for the season. Um, Gaeta in goal, Joe Ward, Chequia, Madusako, and Tyron Mitchell at the back. That was a, a very good. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't really seen Chequia playing as a central defender, but this makeshift center back hasn't been so bad as thought. Um, they are four man midfield of Andrew Stansen and Eberezi on the wings, um, James McCarthy and Makato, who incidentally played for Wigan together. So, James and John. <laughs> and then up front with Fed Zaha and John Anayu. As Lottie stuck to his 4-3-3 for the game, Shimus Coleman had left back, Lukadin, sorry, Lukadin at left back, Shimus Coleman, Slotin at right back, like a and Yermina at the central defensive pairing and then a 3 man midfield of Alan, Andre Gomez and Abdullah Dukure I think you'll we'll be seeing more of Abdullah Dukure playing as this deep line midfielder allowing the likes of Alan, and Andre Gomez to move up forward and uh, support James Rodriguez, Richarlison and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. so it's really a great game to see these two sides um, Everton came out trumps in this one I was pretty pleased to see them and i think um as lot is really doing the work crystal palace weren't so bad you know they, they did well they threatened a the lot during the game as seen in their stats um they weren't so bad like i said they weren't so bad and they matched them for for the way the game lined up they actually matched them up for for strengths among other things so it was a really good game a 57 to 43 percent position you could tell that yes you know Crystal Palace did their very best to to play out the game and well um, oh, that was it Everton right now winners of that one then we had the one at the Amex stadium um, the one at the Amex stadium Brighton took on Manchester United and um, well, that was a game, wasn't it? it was an interesting game, end to end stuff. Um, just, just pretty good. Just pretty good. Um, I will still be coming back to this Manchester United game against Brighton um, in a minute. But then, um, let's move over to the game at the hot i think this was a very interesting game for a number of reasons um tiago silva made his debut for this game and at some point really at some point it appeared uh Brom were running away with this one the first half three goals calum robinson i think it's a thing with you know new strikers to banging goals against top position so Robinson got a double, Batley scored and then scored an own goal as well. So it was it was a tough one, but it ended 3-3. Missing Mound, um, Hudson odoi and Tamir Abraham coming back to assist in the second half. Um West Brom, yeah, they, they are smarting now from their previous uh, games. And um I think out out pull out this one more down to individual errors on the part of Chelsea than anything. That, obviously, everyone knew that West Ham would not be able to hold this game for the full 90 minutes and it was clear seeing how Chelsea came back in the second half stronger and made made a name for, for that game. It goes to show you the depth in quality that um, Frank Lampard has at his disposal. And if his club can, if the club cannot, you know, match that with good performances week in, week out, he might likely be getting the chop pretty soon. So, well, it was just it was an overall good game. I um, was happy to see um, Tamir Abraham missing bag banging the goals as well. So that was a 3-3 on the night. A draw was satisfactory enough for, for both sides. So... Three wasn't so bad 33 <laughs> wasn't so bad then uh i think this was the game that uh I, like i said i'll still come back to the man united game but then sheffield and leeds united well leeds have been proving to be a, re- um, a revelation since they came up with marcelo Bielsa this season and um in this game again against a very formidable Sheffield United side that came close to European competition places last season they stuck their guns and they did so well um, scoring in a, a very late late goal to clinch the three points so Leeds have really been on the ascendancy and if they've, they've really played good football since they came up from the championship last season the 63 percent possession in this game i think they did so well, they did so well, um, created chances, lots of chances and uh, particularly impressed with the likes of Rodrigo Moreno and Patrick Banford. I had to see him score so many goals this season like he did in the championship, but then, it's the Premier League, it's a different whole new ball game altogether, um, well, great game, Leeds taking the chop on that one and um, taking a win for that game. Then we moved over to the Hotspot Stadium. Tottenham Hotspot Stadium, where had played with Newcastle. And um, seemed to be cruising after Lucas Moura's 25th minute wasping drive. Only for Callum Wilson to score from the penalty spot. I think this game also highlighted a lot of issues with VAR. Um, something I'm going to come, up, come back to in the Manchester United game. Uh, but for now, let's go on a short break. Uh, we'll be back. Okay, so um 3 shots to 6 for Tottenham. Tottenham really prepared the Newcastle team, but we were quite unlucky with that one. Um, as you can see with their lineup, with the formation that both teams set out to play, it was evenly balanced game. Uh, just, it seemed more like that. But then, Mourinho um, always favours this 4-2-3-1. Which is what he used against Newcastle. Um, Hugo Lloris in goal, um, Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dier, centre backs. Ben Davis and Madohati, the new signing from Wolves, um, completing the back four. Emil Hoyberg and Harry Wings at the base of the midfield, with um, support from Lucas Moura, Giovanni Lo Celso, and Son to provide depth, width, and passing accuracy to a great finisher like Hurricane uh, well, um, Newcastle set up in their usual defensive form I think St- Steve Bruce is a totally defensive guy and I've seen that many times even with Wigan, with Hall with so many clubs that he has done with, he has coached and managed in the Premier League he set them up on a 5-4-1 um, Callum Wilson up front Miguel Armiron, Ginger Shelby Jeff Hendrick and Denzgin is a player that I'm still yet to understand. For so much huge amount of money spent for, he's yet to really take the club to the heights that his his price tag um, values him much. So, Javi Makiou, Isaac Hayden, Jamel Lascelles, Sergio Fernandez and Matrici at the back. It was more like a 3-2-4-1. Three, three, two, three, two, three, two, is more of a wing back. I haven't really seen him play as a defender, but then he started at the back in that game. Um I think to some extent the the team's 5-4 game was was um what really mattered in the whole thing. So that was it. Tottenham Hotspur won Newcastle won. Fantastic game. Then the Man City Leicester City debacle. It was good to see Leicester City hammer. Man City in this one. 5-2 it ended It Marez and Atanake, scoring. Jamie Vardy with a hat-trick. James Madison and Uri Tillemans with the goals for Leicester City. Of course Guardiola will point to the fact that he has he had so many of his players not not um available through injury. Especially his top man Kenagero so it certainly means like uh he had to make do with what he had and uh, yes, we could clearly see that in the lineups for both sides. Um, the Sterling up front with Phil Foden it it was clear that something was really amiss and even though Leicester City played a 5-4-1, I think more or less to to match up to what um, Man City offer with their 4-2-3-1 formation. It gave the likes of James Justin and uh, Timothy Castan the opportunity to run at the defense of Man City. With support from players like uh, Dennis Prade and Javi Um Keeping Uri T. and uh, Lapa, Miss Mendy at the base of the midfield. You offer a 5-4 man attacking you know, threat. And I think that was what led to that win for Leicester City. It was a great win. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we moved to the london stadium <coughs> excuse me where <coughs> where um west ham took on wolves which was a good game for west ham um i'm particularly impressed with uh, james bowen and uh and thomas chusek i don't know what to call him chusek thomas chusek or whatever it would be but then Ended up as a four-nil win. Um James Bowen with the double, Tomashushek and Sebastian Ali with the final goals. Um what went wrong for Wolverhampton? I can't really tell. Maybe it's just one of their off days. But um, if you go to their head head to heads, you see that there haven't been much with um West Ham winning eighteen and losing twenty. It was clear. It was clear that it has always been a ping pong, so it just it was more or less going to be in their favour. And even though West Ham had it at 7.4% possession, average possession throughout the game, um, they were still able to rack up four goals, which is pretty impressive against a very strong Wolverhampton side. But of course, it wasn't Wolves Day today. Uh, they lost the plot. Then, Craven Cottage. Um, I was pleased to see. Aston Villa, Hamar and Fulham, it's just signs of what that they are certainly going to be the ones to keep themselves up this season. Hamar, Fulham, goals from Jack Grealish, um, um, Hurian and Tearo James McGain with two assists. I think that guy is also a very fantastic player to watch out for. Um, Fulham, Fulham had a 64% possession. You can imagine having such huge possession. And he still could not do anything with it. It goes to show that um, Scott Parker's position as manager of Fulham is really up in the air. It's really up in the air here. So let's see, let's see what all what, what the lineups like. So um, Fulham started with Alphonse, a real line goal, then Denis so the 3 4 3. I don't, I don't know what Scott Parker wants to do with this, but. It doesn't look like it's doing anything good for this team. It's, it's exposing the back. And they do not have the kind of defenders to play a three-man defence. Um, Michael Hector isn't so good as a singular piece of that central defence. He needs a pairing. Tim Bream himself, as well, is not really adept at playing out through the back at center defence. He also needs a pairing. So I think that is the loophole for this Fulham side. Um, they played that three-four-three. Kenny Tete and Joe Bryan who Are a lot more attacking minded. Um, had Zambo and and Tom Kenny completing the midfield. I mean, I think among these three, the only slightly attacking player is Tom Kenny. <coughs> Zambo and and uh, Kenny Tete, they are, they are much more defensive minded. Joe Brown is also defensive minded. And then you had um, Kodivalid, Mitrovic, and Ivan Cavaleo, you know, up front for aston villa they welcome new signing who incidentally saved the penalty for them too want to state that and uh stay with the 4-3-3 a fantastic 4-3-3 formation here matthikash esri consa tyron minks matt target at the back james mcguin douglas costa and carrie hurihan at midfield Trezeguet, Oli watkins who was here to score who is here to score i mean to say and jack grealish up front so. Um, Bertrand Chalier signed up already to see much from him. I do hope in the next game, <coughs> excuse me, I do hope in the next game he would sort out himself for what it's worth. Then, the game I was, okay, before I go to the Liverpool game that was on the Monday, Southampton took on Burnley, Southampton right now winners have down on Danny Inks with a five fifty minute goal that they held up until the end of the game. Um, Burnley might find themselves struggling a lot this season. Let's just hope they, they keep it up. Then Inks keeps on his goal scoring form. Nothing changes in that one. Um, maybe it wasn't just their day for Burnley but the tough more. But then Saddam throwing our winners away from home. Great game. So that was it. Um, finally, the game that had a lot of people talking. The... <clears throat> Yeah, that's it. The Brighton-Man game. Brighton leading this one and taking themselves to the cleaners because it was a last-minute win for for Everton. Um, sorry, for Brighton. Sorry, for Manchester United. After the game had been ended. This to show a lot about what um, <clears throat> what might be doing for a lot of Premier League teams this season fighting fans my fear had done by to have ended the game at 2-2 and then have to call it back because of a VR incident but then let's look at the lineups on both sides I think Man City, Manchester United still have a lot of work to do before the end of the transfer season I will transfer window they set up the right players pending the end of this transfer window and do something good for themselves and if not they can find themselves and their managers struggling a lot so, well, that was it. Um, man, man United, you know, doing the, doing the lucky one there to clinch the game. And then finally, we saw a Liverpool, a Southern Liverpool side, running out 3-1 winners against Arsenal at Anfield. Sadio Mane, the Robertson, Diago Jota with the goals for Liverpool. And um, it was first, the goals were first scored by Alexander Lacazette and a scuffed goal. And then Sadio Mane collides three minutes later. And the Robertson taking Liverpool ahead before Diogo Jota completing the game. So that was it. Um, and a overall good game for both sides. But of course, Liverpool busted. it. Um, if you go on the head-to-head, uh, it's been almost fairly even with 73 wins for Liverpool. It's against 70 for us now and 55 draws in between them. So it has always been a fantastic game. Um this time uh, Liverpool going ahead winners. Pleased to see them do well. So um that's 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 it for EPR week three. Um on a since lately, I think a lot of goals scored this weekend. Let's see what next weekend holds for for the Premier League and the other games to go. So yes, game week four up and running very soon. So great game for game week three. For game week four, we've seen a lot of fixtures. Let's hope to see how this one spun out. But that's game week three for you. Done and dusted.